to my little house of prayer. I am so glad that you could join me today. I am your host, Dayla Smith. The subject today is about provoking one another to love. Hebrews 10, 23-25 Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. In this day and time, there is so much hate and anger. Every time you turn on the television, read the newspaper, or even the people around you, that is all you hear. Even in the body of Christ, there are cliques. According to Paul, this ought not be so. 1 Corinthians 12, 25-27 That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. We have to be so careful not to let the worldly ways come in the body of Christ. We are called to be Christ-like. Christ showed us how we are to treat one another, lost or saved. A dear brother in Christ was talking with me one day, and this was the best advice I ever heard. You may be the only light they see. I wanted to stay home and just be with the Lord. No offense to my family and friends. There were many get-togethers I wanted not to attend. Not because I didn't want to be with my family. I was enjoying the relationship with my Lord and Savior. I guess you could say that I wanted to be so heavenly-minded that I was no earthly good. (laughs) I listened to him with a grumbly heart at first. But at the end, the Lord would always open the door to share with my family my newfound faith. I had so much enjoyment being with them, I didn't want it to end. So with that lesson in mind, I can't wait to get with people, to seize the opportunity to introduce people to my best friend, my Father in Heaven, my Savior and King. I'm hearing a song that plays on the radio, If We Are the Body by Casting Crowns, 1 Corinthians 12:27. Now you're the body of Christ and members in particular. The song asks a very valid question. If we are the body, why aren't his hands reaching? Why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing them there is a way? 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity or love, I am becoming a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, It profiteth me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. 
Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we know prophecy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. I find it very interesting that Paul starts the love walk conversation from chapter 12 then goes on to give detail in chapter 13 of Corinthians you see I always said that the Word of God was a love letter to the body of Christ we are to bear good fruit what is Jesus talking about we are to bear good fruit John 15 1 through 13 I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, and that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in ye, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. My favorite scripture in the entire Bible is John 15:13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is the first scripture the Lord gave me the day I received him as my Lord and Savior.
The fruit he wants us to bear is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 22-23 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Notice how love is the main motivator. The Ten Commandments are really a law of love. 1 John 4, 7-10 Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God had sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. So do you love yourself? Would you protect yourself from harm? Would you provide for yourself? Jesus says that we are to love one another as we love ourselves. To do unto others as we would do to ourselves. Then he says, this is the greatest commandment. In other words, the most important commandment. So now do you see why I said the Ten Commandments were a law of love? Nowhere does it say, do unto others before they do unto you. That is something only Satan and his cohorts would say. Remember, Satan and his cohorts come only to steal, kill, and to destroy. This world is so clouded in hate, darkness, and death. Don't think the misery of his people go on deaf ears. He hears the cries of his people as well as his creation. He is saving every last tear you cry in a bottle. Why? Why would he save our tears? Because you only save something that is important to you. Your tears are important to him. Why? Because when everything is said and done at the white throne judgment seat, he will pass judgment over every one of our tears. They will then be poured out to create the streams that make glad in the new city. This is how he wipes away every tear. Oh, his great love for us. How powerful is this? This always blows me away. Even after 28 years, the knowledge of his great love for me blows my mind. Does it blow your mind? Maybe you have not considered this, how much your Lord and Savior loves you. I dare you to ponder this. When I finally received Christ as my Savior, I felt like I was standing in an ocean. The waves of his great love and mercy just kept rolling over me. It cleansed me. At that moment, I was baptized in his great love. 1 John 4:19. We love because him because he first loved us. We can't love until we let him love us. We must allow him to love us through his precious word, the Holy Bible. When we let him pour his love on us, let his examples in the word teach us how to show love to others. Then we can become a divine tree bearing fruit. Are you a tree with fruit that people will want to eat? That was, question was for, 
presented to me at the beginning of my walk. Does your fruit make people squint their eyes and purse their lips? I've asked the Lord for sweet fruit. I'm still asking the Lord to help my love walk, that I may provoke the people around me to love, to encourage those around me. Why did he say in so much the more as you see the day approaching? What day is approaching? Judgment day of Christ? What does he want to see more of on that day? Us provoking one another to love and good works. What does the word provoke mean? In the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, it is a Greek word that means to incite. Incite means to move to action, stir up, spur on, urge on. You will not believe this. This is incredible. God is oh so good. I got a lesson while pondering all night about the word incite. How can I incite another to love? This morning my sister called me. She was incredibly upset by a text she had received from an unsympathetic, ignorant family member. Or should I say a group of them. She wanted to react to their hate, darkness, and death. But she told me the Lord said for her to hold her peace. Right after I began to encourage her to fill them in on the real truth of the matter, she told me he told her to hold her peace. As the Lord was speaking to my heart, that's real good. You're really inciting her to love, aren't you? You see, we want the Lord to fight our battles for us. How can he when we keep taking back the control? We like to control the things around us. But Jesus says that our control is very flawed. That is why he tells us the battle is his, that vengeance is his. He says it all over his word, but this is another lesson. <laughs> How did I incite her to love? I then encouraged her that the very people running their mouths in judgment at her were lost souls, that the only reply she could give them was the salvation message. If she couldn't speak salvation to them, she had to hold her peace. The word incite means to move to action, stir up, spur on, urge on. What are we to incite others to? To love and to good works. You see, love is a verb. It requires action. Missouri likes to call itself the show me state. <laughs> I think the Lord was the first to claim that saying. Don't tell me you love me. Show me. Matthew 15, 8 through 9. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching doctrines the commandments of men. Isaiah 29, 13. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. So when we allow Christ in us to exemplify his precious love, light, and life in a world of hate, darkness, and death, we are Christ-like. We are inciting others to love and good works. This world needs more love, light, and life in it. How else will lost souls be drawn into the kingdom? 
And as you saw earlier, when hate, darkness, and death are in your face, it is not all too easy to not return the favor. Jesus gave us an outline of how to incite others to love in Matthew chapter 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out, and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle, and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause, shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever sh shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, 
and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, Thou shalt by no means come out thence, till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that any one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. It hath been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Again ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath. And I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black. But let your communication be yea, yea, nay, nay. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. You have heard that it had been said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you, and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do you... Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so? Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So if you are reading or hearing this today, it is, is it speaking to you? It sure spoke to me. Let's ponder this and look for opportunities to show the love of Jesus to others today. If you're reading and hearing this and you don't have a real relationship with the Lord Jesus,
Christ today and would like to know this Jesus who's been loving you, let me pray with you today. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Let's take a moment to come broken before him, to acknowledge our sins, to repent of our sins, ask his forgiveness, and then thank him for forgiving us. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life. Help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me and for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me today at my little house of prayer. I hope you will join me next week. May you have a very blessed week.